This is Bumper to Bumper, the car show. Drive in anxious and cruise out confident with the best automotive info for your vehicle. And now your host, Matt Allen. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy, here with you every single Saturday at 11 o'clock to help you out with your car, whatever that may be. You may not be having a car problem today. Maybe you got a question. There's always the debate over how often I should change my oil or, you know, is it 10,000? Is it what the owner's manual says, 15,000 once a year? Still need to do it 3,000? You might, if that's what the extended warranty contract you bought says you need to do. So we could talk about extended warranties, maintenance repairs, lots of recalls happening again right now. Anything related to your car, we're here to help you with, no matter what I'm talking about today. So the phone number to participate, really easy, 602-277-5827. It's 602-277-5827. 5827. And if you like to text, you can do that at 411923. So a little bit out of breath. I just ran into the studio at the last second, made it in. A little bit of traffic and started lollygagging and, uh, and, uh, didn't get a chance to get in and do a whole lot of prep. Although we don't need to do that too much or anything. I was able to get myself logged into the computer right on time. So we can see the phone calls coming in, and and we're all good. So lots of stuff happening in the shops this week, and, you know, it's hot out. Seeing a lot of air conditioning repairs. Um, unfortunately, we're seeing some repairs on cars that could be avoided. I would much rather replace your radiator and your radiator hoses and maybe a thermostat on your car um, than do a $5,000 cylinder head gasket repair that could have been avoided um, by simply, um, I got to be careful I say this, by just not knowing. I mean, there's there's some people that neglect their cars. There's some people that just don't know because you don't know what you don't know kind of thing. And, um, or they're just not in tune or they think they can make it that extra, that extra mile or that extra point down the freeway. So we had a couple cars this week and one of them was saved, but one of them was a car that was basically ruined and we'll talk about both of those and and the ways that you know maybe you could do or maybe some things that you're doing now that some of these people did that you could stop doing to save yourself some money or even things to start doing to save yourself some money so first car late model bmw i want to say well not that late it's a like 2007 so you know it's not a brand new car but it's certainly not a junker i've got a 2006 with 160,000 miles on it, that's immaculate. But this car was in pretty decent shape. Driving down the freeway, he went to exit Indian School Road, and uh, or coming down the road there, and the engine just shut off. Well, this person had done their oil changes, but, you know, that BMW, they tell you once a year oil change. So that oil change had been done 10 or 11 months ago. Well... In the meantime, there's some pretty common oil leaks that happen on that car, and you don't always see the oil leaks on the ground because there's a shield underneath. They want these cars as smooth as they can be underneath, so they're aerodynamic, and and, and it just helps with the cooling and whatever the design is. But there's also a shield that captures anything that leaks. You know, we used to joke with Mercedes when it started to leak oil, you just put a new shield on it because it had a a sponge that would absorb everything. Well, this particular BMW, the engine seized up on the freeway because of lack of oil. Didn't have enough oil on the dipstick. Probably had a warning light on that got ignored. And this gentleman took a perfectly good drivable car that was running around driving, and it probably now needs a $15,000 repair to make it drivable. But as we started doing our preliminary checking, you know, we don't just call and sell the guy an engine and say, hey, you need an engine, and we're going to get one from a junkyard. Because if you're going to make that investment in the car, you've got to know the rest of the car. So we dug into the computer. We checked the fault codes, and we say, oh. It's got some transmission fault codes. It's got transmission slip codes. And this gentleman was ready and prepared and actually had given us a deposit to start the work 
but we stopped. We said, time out. We can't do this. We can't take your money. You don't want to fix this car. We're afraid we're going to put an engine in this, and it's going to need a transmission. So now we're talking about a $20,000 repair. It clearly just wasn't worth it. But I guess my point is that's kind of the debate over the oil change. How often do I get my oil changed? If the car had enough oil in it, it probably would have been okay. But it's not necessarily the oil being serviced or changed at when you come in for that interval. It's also having the master technician and the qualified person look at the car to make sure there's no other things wrong with it. I would suggest that if this BMW owner had brought his car in maybe for a 5,000-mile service or a 7,500 instead of 10 or 15,000, like the manual will sometimes suggest, we would have detected the oil leak, repaired the oil leak, and he would still be driving that car today. And I suspect the same thing with the transmission. Now, the next one I want to talk about, a Mazda Miata, older car, 1997, only 52,000 miles or something like that. Highly sought-after car, great car. Now, this is a car that's for a college student. The dad got the car. The kids go into ASU. They found this car. It was a great car. And this is a, talks into a little bit what I want to talk about is sending your kids off to school and, and whatnot. Make sure that you send them out, have their car checked out so when they get to their new town, they don't have to go get an emergency repair done. And then maybe check around before they need service, talk to people when they're in their new town, if they're gone off to college, or if you're listening or your kids are listening and you've come to ASU or, or one of the campuses in downtown Phoenix, um, you need to have a repair shop. And so we had this young man's Mazda the other day. Now, this is a repair that could have been prevented too. The radiator broke. Top crack or top seam on the radiator was leaking. It caused the engine to overheat. Well, the young man, the dad, you know, was like, gosh, could he avoided this? I said, well, not really. If the coolant came out, he's not well-versed with checking under the hood to see that radiator was cracked. He just wouldn't know it. And the, the leak was at the highest point on the radiator. So guess what? That's not going to drip anymore. It's not going to spill over. So it's not going to be on the ground. But your nose has got to be in tune. I guarantee that for uh, at least a few days before he had a failure, that that car was emitting an odor, a sweet smell, or something from out from underneath the hood. So it's very important that you get in tune with your car and understand how it feels when it drives and the noises that it makes and, and things like that. And even I would suggest that switching cars with your spouse or partner or kid for a day or two is a great thing to do. So you can listen to the noises and stuff that and see how their car performs. Because your car may be performing well and you may think so, but when someone else jumps in it, they may notice all these little things that you never noticed because they've just been happening for so long. So we're going to take a quick break. Anything you want to talk about about your car, body work, detailing, repairs, whatever it is, 602-277-5827, or you can text at 411-923. We'll be right back. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Hi, Kurt Rock here for Kurt's Auto Repair. Times and technology has changed, but at Kurt's, we're still the same family-owned and operated business that has enabled us to earn a perfect Better Business Bureau record for over 30 years. Our master technicians are experts in everything automotive, foreign and domestic, gas and diesel. Come experience quality and service that time has not changed. Check us out online at MyCarHurts.com. If your car hurts, take it to Kurtz. Hi, I'm Marcus with Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. And I'm Scott with Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. Together, we've teamed up to become the highest rated mobile automotive detailers in Arizona. Our mobile fleets provide you with award-winning professional detailing services conveniently done right at your home or office. Interior, exterior, basic wash to full detailing. There's even engine detailing and ceramic services available. Yep, we do it all. Check us out at pitstopdetailing.com or show. Showcasemobiledetailing.com today. Hi, this is Kelly. 
After my husband and I moved to Arizona, we were looking for an honest, trustworthy repair shop. We happened to meet Spencer Dusay, owner of H&I Automotive, and we were quickly impressed with him personally, as well as how he ran his business. Spencer has trained his highly skilled staff to focus on giving their customers friendly and honest service as their top priority. We always know in advance what the repair is and why with a fully supported digital diagnostic estimate. They're transparent, they communicate, and they stand behind their work. As a woman, I feel respected. I'm not a mechanic, and I always feel confident with their communications and their work. 13 years later, and we've never been disappointed. After all this time, we're still being greeted by the same friendly employees, which speaks highly of the type of business Spencer has built. Check out all their five-star reviews for yourself online. H stands for honesty, and I stands for integrity. You feel it every time you visit them. side last week not last week yesterday yesterday i was driving on the west side and holy mackerel i mean it's a joke around as a kid saying oh on the west side but i have a friend that does a lot of driving over there with his work and where his warehouse is and man the way that people are swerving in and out oh my good lord it's crazy out there so if you're out on the roads everybody pump the brakes a little bit let's slow down and all the swerving. I mean, I'm seeing people passing on the left center lane that's normally the turn lane and, and going nuts out there. We don't need any road rage or accidents and such. So uh, if you're all cruising around today, let's go slow like a low rider. Low and slow. No reason to be going fast and, and road raging out there. So welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm Matt Allen, your host. Got lots of open lines. Well, we got a couple open lines. We got very many calls on hold right now that we're going to get to phone number 602-277-5827 and if you like to text 411-923 maybe i'll type back an answer during the break or maybe i'll just answer your question on the air we've got gary andrew sharon and kumar uh from phoenix but first we are gonna go with looks like sharon and mace is the winner first caller sharon how can we help you today Hi, I've got a 1995 Mazda Miata with 200,000 miles on it. Uh-huh. It's uh, an original clutch. It's a manual transmission. Um, in, in June, I had the slave cylinder. It was leaking, so two inner parts were replaced, uh-huh. and the clutch hydraulics were rebuilt. And then in August of 2021, the clutch hose and the shift for boot were replaced due to oil contamination. Okay. I checked the um, brake and the clutch fluid, and they seem to be fine. They seem to be, you know, at the correct level. Mm-hmm. But the last three times I've driven the car, I only drive it about once a week now. Okay. Um, last three times I've driven it, I've noticed there's some initial play, uh, free play in the car when I first start the car. But once I drive about a quarter of a mile, it seems like the clutch is normal again. It, there's no more free play. And when so you the say- question I basically have is, I want to know if there's a way to distinguish between it being maybe another fitting issue or a hydraulic issue versus it needing a clutch. And the second question would be, can you recommend a repair shop that specializes in clutch issues in the Mesa area? Um, Yes to all of that. Um, You don't need to go to a shop that specializes in clutch issues. Any shop that um, on the bumper-to-bumper radio list can handle your clutch for you, except, of course, the body shop and the the detailing guys. However, you know, there's H&I Automotive in Mesa. There is Mesa Auto Works in, in Mesa, Accurate Automotive. It's funny you're talking about a Miata. That was the car that we just put a cylinder head on at my shop these last two weeks. The car only had... 57,000 miles on a 94 Miata, and here you are with 200,000 with the original. Yeah, with the original and you know, interestingly clutch. enough,
if you talked about the engine oil, I religiously changed it every 3,000 miles. Yeah, way to go. Good. And that's why you are at 200,000 miles. Now, back to your clutch question. So when you say free play, I think you're talking about what we call toe play on the clutch pedal. Does it seem a little bit excessive? And then you said after a little bit, it that excessive toe play goes away? And, it and just feels, feels kind of um, like it has a lot of it, – it's not – it's not stiff. It's not soft. It just has a lot of, you know, play in it. And then, but after about a quarter of a mile, then it has the right amount of spring in it from top right. to bottom. Okay. Well, sometimes, I mean, it's hard to say without looking at it. A little bit of that would make me sound like it might be low on the clutch fluid. I'm not sure if the brake master cylinder on that car, I forget. Some cars, the brake master cylinder and the clutch master cylinder reservoir are the same, and sometimes they're separate. I think you okay. said I think you said that the clutch fluid level was full. Was that correct, or have you? Yes, it? it's got a little tiny little reservoir next to the brake. Yes, yes. Okay. And, and they're both they're both at the right correct level. But okay. like I told you back in 2021, um, I'm sorry, the uh, back in 2020. There was a, a cylinder leak, and those two inner parts were replaced. Yeah, the slave and the master. So you had the hydraulic yeah. portion replaced. Sometimes it's the heat that causes some expansion, and it makes that pedal come back up. So 200,000 miles on the original clutch, I wouldn't be surprised if you need a clutch, but I would have to just feel that. You know, one way to feel if the clutch is engaging properly or disengaging is to be able to with the car running, you should be able to shift it through all the gears. Just sitting at idle, foot on the clutch, engine running, you should smoothly be able to go first, second, third, fourth without the engine running at all. If you have difficult if you have difficulty doing that and then you turn the engine off and then you can shift through all the gears very easily, then we know you have a clutch engagement problem. But really, I think this is something you just need to get out to one of the shops, have them test drive it, feel that, inspect for a fluid leak, and, and then just see what it is. I, I wouldn't doubt it if you need a clutch, but I'm not so sure that's exactly the problem with the car. But I was wondering if I, I had a Mustang a long time ago, and I, mm-hmm. the clutch actually went out on me. Sure. And it was... Um, it. Um, it never came back like this one does. Like where you know, I have been storing it in a in a storage unit, mm-hmm. and so it's really hot there. So you were saying something about the heat. It might have something to do with the heat. Well, no, the heat would be an improvement sometimes when the fluid is cooler. The the, the oh. hydraulic fluid is cooler. It contracts, and with the heat, after you start to operate it, it expands. And so part of my theory, before I knew that the fluid level was full, my theory, a little bit of my theory was the fluid could be slightly low, not allowing you to get a good pedal, but as it heats up and expands that fluid, you get a firmer pedal because mm-hmm. the fluid expands. But I don't think that's the case now. I think it's more somebody just really needs to drive it. There's no way I'll figure this out over the telephone. But right. I just was wondering if the, if it were the clutch, would it be a linear thing? Would it would it be just every single day? Like every time I drove it, it just wouldn't even um, even it would just get pro- progressively worse. It, it it typically would be yes. I mean, it's going to be a, a bad clutch is not going to be intermittent necessarily, so it should act the same all the time. So yeah, it, again, that's one you just can't. We oh, we talk about it all day long and not come with a solution. We've got to got to drive it and feel it and see how the shifter feels and and uh, you know you can also check and see if it's you didn't complain about any slippage or anything like that. But get the car going kind of slow in third gear and apply, and start some bra- some acceleration and apply the brakes and see if you can cause the if the engine ex- if the engine RPMs increase but the car doesn't accelerate. We know we have a slipping clutch in that case, but you haven't described anything like that. No, I, so. it, like I said, it, it feels normal when, mm-hmm. once it gets warm. Yeah. Um, but initially, you said something about like um, putting it in um, idle and then trying to get it into all the gears. Yeah, with your foot on the clutch, yes. So with your foot on the clutch, okay. you should be able to easily shift first, second, third, fourth, fifth. Not moving. You're just sitting in the parking garage or in the parking stall or whatever. And then... The, if you, have, but you have it in idle, correct? Yeah, just the engine running, okay. just the engine okay. running. You know, I think I've done that, and I think it it shifts fine. It's just that's the only one thing is that I have a lot of 
pre-play. Well, yeah, then I think we have a hydraulic issue, uh, Sharon. So really what we need to do is we need to get you uh, to a shop. Um, and if you're, like I said, if you're looking for one of the guys in Mesa, go to bumper2bumperradio.com, and there's three or four at least that can do a good job and help you out over there. So appreciate the call. And, you know, when you're getting a new clutch, never, ever, ever use rebuilt parts. And you always want to make sure they the shop machines the flywheel. A lot of guys don't want to do that because you pull the transmission out, you got your new clutch sitting on the bench, and you want to put it back together. But you can't. You really need to stop, do the job right, remove the flywheel from the car, have it taken to the machine shop, have it properly milled down just like we would do with the brake rotor. We're going to get all the hot spots and, and anything off of that off of that flywheel that we can and make sure that's a true nice surface before we put a new clutch in. If not, we have longevity problems, maybe clutch chatter problems and such. So really when you're doing that, brand new parts, no rebuilds, and always machine or replace the flywheel. So thanks for the call, Sharon. Let's see. We're going to make it hopefully a quick one. Gary in Mesa, 2001 Toyota Camry. Gary, how can I help you? Good morning, sir. Gary? Hello? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. Sorry. I took here a long silence. Okay. Uh, My cooling fan doesn't work. I changed the water pump. I changed the sensors. I changed the thermostat, but still doesn't work. I don't know what's going on with that. Okay, so your problem is that the engine cooling fan does not work. The electric fan in front by the radiator does not work. Doesn't, yeah, no. Is, is there one of them or two of them? There's two. Two. Okay. Well, I don't know why you replaced the water pump and all that other stuff. We need to focus. Maybe you had a cooling system issue or overheating, but we need to focus on why the fans don't work. So in the few seconds that I have left, the best way for you to test that is to turn on the air conditioner and see if those fans come on. Both fans should come on when the air conditioner comes on. That's just a test to see if the fans work. If neither one of the fans come on, then we have a wiring problem or a relay issue or something like that. And the only way you're going to repair that car is you're going to need to get a wiring diagram out. And you got to figure out where the power's not coming from or where we lost the ground and what's controlling those fan motors. You've replaced a lot of parts that didn't help. So that's when a diagnostic really comes into play. So thanks for the call. If any open, we got lots of open lines. If you want to send me a text message, 411-923. Taking a quick break. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Champ with Champ's Family Automotive. We are a family-owned and operated full-service center for your automotive and diesel needs. Have you been searching for a trustworthy automotive and diesel repair shop? Well, come see us in Goodyear or Surprise. Import, domestic, or diesel. Yes, we take care of it all with state-of-the-art technology and technicians. Bumper-to-bumper radio approved. Check us out at champsfamilyautomotive.com. And yes, that's champsfamilyautomotive.com. Did you buy a lemon? If you've had repairs under warranty, your vehicle may qualify as a lemon under the Arizona Lemon Law. Don't let them give you the runaround. You're not on your own. The law is on your side, and so am I. Hi, this is Henry with Hammer Law, Arizona's lemon law firm. Enforce your rights under the Arizona Lemon Law. Call Henry and drop the hammer. Call 480-480-1014 or check us out at hammerlemonlaw.com. That's hammerlemonlaw.com. What's the best used car to buy? And how should I make sure I'm buying the right car or truck? Hi, this is Lee Weatherby from Accurate Automotive. I get this question all the time, and sometimes the best used car you can buy is the one you're driving. But when it's not, or you're looking for new, gently used vehicle for yourself or a loved one, make sure you get a vehicle inspection before you fork over your hard-earned cash. Let us do a thorough inspection so you can be confident you made the right choice. Give us a call or schedule an appointment online at AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com. Accurate Automotive. Friends serving friends. Trust is so important, especially in times like these. At Virginia Auto Service, we've been the place you can trust for over 25 years. Hi, I'm Matt Allen, your KTAR car guy and owner of Virginia Auto Service. Rest assured, we've implemented all the necessary steps to keep you safe and sanitized. As we begin to move around a little more, take some stress out of your life by trusting your vehicle to Virginia Auto Service. We are in the heart of downtown Phoenix, 7th Street, just south of Thomas. 
check us out on the web, virginiaautoservice.com. Breaking news is always first. Always first. On Arizona's news station, KTAR News. Now, KTAR News time is 1130. I'm Troy Barrett. We are more than two months into the monsoon. We've had very little rainfall. It looks like we're going to be dry at least until the middle part of next week. Sean Benedict with the National Weather Service says temperatures are going to climb this weekend into early next week. After we experience a little bit of heat first, there's a pattern change. It looks like it'll favor a big return of moisture towards the middle of next week. So I see some better rain chances. We're under a, an excessive heat warning until at least Tuesday evening. So far, Sky Harbor has only officially received six one-hundredths of an inch of rain this summer. We're an inch and a half behind where we should be. Arizona's gas prices keep climbing. AAA says the statewide average is $4.29. That's up 49 cents from a month ago. And the Valley average is $4.50. That's nearly 60 cents higher than it was a month ago as well. Let's go ahead and check traffic now. Live from the Valley Chevy Dealers Traffic Center. Here's Tom Keeble. Thank you, Troy. We have that crash eastbound Interstate 10 that's causing some pretty large problems. The crash is really leading up into a construction zone eastbound I-10 between 27th Avenue and the Interstate 17. If you are coming into the city from the West Valley on the I-10, expect 10 minutes of delays minimum there. Also, surface street crashes, a new one, 27th Avenue in Beardsley and North Phoenix. And we are also seeing that customary slowing as you head westbound on the Loop 101 towards the northbound Interstate 17. Give yourself an extra five minutes in that zone for traffic. Tom Keeble, KTAR News. Thank you, Tom. KTAR weather for the Valley. Mostly sunny, hot, and breezy today. 112 your forecast high for this afternoon. 113 tomorrow. 115 by Monday. Currently 104 in Gilbert. And weather's brought to you by Howard Air. I'm Troy Barrett on Arizona's news station, KTAR News. What is a monsoon? It's this. Sudden violent storms, packing high winds, and damaging hail can quickly blow into the valley, causing flooding, downed trees, power outages, and dangerous conditions for you to be aware of. Stay safe and know where monsoon storms are with the KTAR News app and 92.3. Bunker to Bunker is celebrating the return of fall with their Fall Frolic. Two-person scramble on Saturday, September 16th at Augusta Ranch Golf Club with proceeds benefiting PGA Hope. The event is loaded with prizes, raffle, lunch, and a special breakfast and sneak preview of Augusta Ranch's brand new Top Tracer Range practice facility. There's even a coupon for a second round of golf, all for just $85. It's open to the public, but space is limited. So register today at BunkerGolf.com. Old-fashioned service with all the latest in modern technology. It's not a dream. It's what they do at Import Car Specialists. Conveniently located in the Biltmore area, right off the 51 at Indian School. The expert team at Import Car Specialists look forward to solving all of your import service needs. So bring in your classics, that old Triumph, Alfa Romeo, or maybe your new BMW, Mercedes, or Audi. They can take care of all of it for you. Check them out today at ImportCarSpecialists.com. Hey now, are you driving around in a filthy car and don't have two hours to waste sitting at an inconvenient location, getting a bad car wash or detail? Hi, Scott Drummond here, owner of Showcase Mobile Detailing in Gilbert. And I'm Marcus Morton, owner of Pit Stop Auto Detailing in Scottsdale. We've been servicing the Valley for over 15 years with a five-star rated service. We come to you to wash and detail your car at home, the office, or even on the golf course. Check us out at ShowcaseMobileDetailing.com or PitStopDetailing.com. Hey guys, Champ here with Champ's Family Automotive. Been serving the Valley for over 15 years, treating customers like family. Integrity, fair pricing, and trust. It's what you should have in your automotive repair facility. We understand that if you treat customers like family, they continue to return to you. Whether you have a domestic, import, or diesel, we have state-of-the-art technology, technicians, and tools to take care of your needs. Award-winning facilities in Goodyear and Surprise. Check us out at champsfamilyautomotive.com. That's champsfamilyautomotive.com. It's your car's favorite show, Bumper to Bumper. All righty, welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, and we have got some loaded up phone calls. I'm not sure of the order. 
probably Andrew, then Linda, uh, Scott and Scottsdale. We've got Richard. We've got Linda. I've got a text message I just answered. I'm going to talk about that. I typed in my message, but I think it's timely based on a call from last week. So let's see. We're going to go. I think I said Andrew first. Let's uh, get over here. Andrew, driving a 2010 Chevy HHR. Andrew, how can we help you today on Bumper to Bumper Radio? Yes. I'm getting a P0172 running two bridge code, and the car is running two bridge. I can smell it. Okay. It had some bad fuel in it. They tried to dump some seafoam in it, and that didn't work. So I pulled the tank, drained the tank, put fresh fuel in it. It's got new O2 sensors and a new catalytic converter because the catalytic converter has melted. And um, I need to know where to go from here. Well, you need to go to a shop to get some diagnostic work done. Sounds like you've replaced everything. A P0172, again, if you tell me that's a rich condition, I'll take your word for right. it because I don't have that memorized off the top of my head. So all the oxygen sensor is is a little messenger down in the exhaust system. And that oxygen sensor is monitoring the oxygen content, which has a Direct relationship to how much fuel. Rich is too much fuel. Lean is not enough fuel. But that's happening constantly. That sensor is going rich, lean, rich, lean, rich, lean. It's happening super fast, hundreds of times a, a second. Um, that signal is going back to the computer, and then the computer is interpreting that signal and it's just playing with itself. It's going back and forth. Okay, you need more fuel. Here's more fuel. Then the computer says, whoa, too much fuel. Or the oxygen sensor says, hey, it's rich down here. So it sends a rich signal. And then the fuel. Then the computer says, hey, less fuel. And it shuts the fuel injector down for a millisecond, if it's even that long. And then it's just this constant battle back and forth. Uh, picture a... Uh, a um, a um, photo cell light that has the spotlight pointing on it. It's going to get dark, and then the light's going to turn on. Then that shine, the light's going to shine light on the photo cell and turn it back off. That's the rich lean relationship with the computer. So what's happening on the car, it's getting too much fuel for some reason. The oxygen sensor is just the messenger. The oxygen sensor is reading. There's too much fuel. So where is that fuel coming from? It, and it's probably not this in your case. It could be contaminated oil. We could have a fuel pressure regulator that's vacuum controlled, and those diaphragms break on those a lot. So that sucks. That vacuum sucks raw fuel directly into the engine, which would cause a rich condition. Uh, you could have, I don't know if that's the four-cylinder or the V8, um, you could have a mass airflow sensor uh, that's contaminated and over-delivering fuel, although you would probably have some other code for that. Um, you could have a fuel injector that's leaking down. So what we've got to do is find the source of the fuel. It could be a stuck open vapor canister valve for the emissions, the purge valve. It may work perfectly fine electrically. That's not going to put a code or throw a code. But if that valve is stuck open, it's going to allow the engine to suck raw fumes right off the top of the gas tank, resulting in a rich condition. So let's remember, we don't want to kill the messenger. That's the oxygen sensor. We need to go find out where the fuel is coming from on that particular bank of the engine. If it's a 170, if it's a four-cylinder, it's just the, there's only one bank. If it's a V6 or a V8 and then HHR, it's going to be one bank or the other, and then you can start narrowing it down. But you need to get some proper diagnostics done on that on that uh andrew to save yourself a lot of money and, and just get that done right you've thrown a lot of parts at it but now i think it's time to get an expert in there and, and let's get it looked at properly so thanks for the call linda in scottsdale 2014 bmw linda how can we help you today hello there my daughter bought the car from a dealer and he kind of persuaded her to buy an extended warranty for forty two hundred dollars for three years or thirty six thousand miles mm -hmm. i think it's ridiculous and i wanted to know what you thought of the 
extended warranty advertisements if they're worth it, if uh, they're wise. There's, you know, I've seen some of those pay out and some of them are horrible. If they're mm-hmm. advertising on late night TV, don't even waste your time. Um, <laughs> we had one the other day at the shop. They paid out fantastic. It was an Audi. And I'll give them the plug. It was CNA, insurance. They sell an excellent extended warranty. But, again, it's insurance, so they're taking a risk. It's like going to the casino. Somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. I would very... Don't you think that's kind of high, though, 42 for 36,000 miles or three years? Yeah, yeah, probably. But they also base it on the car. I don't know which car that is. What um, the SUV? Yeah, a big, so, a big SUV, okay. BMW. Yeah, so the X5 probably. Here's what mm-hmm. I would do. There's pro- how long ago did she buy the car? She's she's right about at her thirty days where she can cancel it. That's why I'm calling you. <laughs> I would seriously consider canceling it. I would very, very, very carefully read that policy you can always buy another one later now i don't know if she needed to wrap it into the financing or not no 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 if if it's not a financial thing cancel it that's my advice okay cancel it put put the four grand in the bank and then think about it there's a lot better pretty much go ahead i'll let you yeah, no, pretty much. I was that was my opinion. Yeah, that that's what I would do. And then I think it's worth maybe shopping or looking at some. And for anybody out there considering these extended warranties, the salesmen are great at selling them. Couple things they do: they might lock you into that dealership, which you don't want to do, or to that particular manufacturer, which you don't want to do. You want to have the freedom to get your car service some places. Okay. Some of them have mm-hmm. ridiculous requirements. You heard me opening in the show, maybe talking about a three thousand mile oil change. That's unheard of now. We just don't do that on cars anymore. Um, but some of these new extended warranty contracts, they require a 3,000-mile oil change, or you're going to not be in compliance, and you're going to get denied. The other thing mm. with the extended warranties, and I didn't do my studying on this, but this is a this is a whole topic. There are some warranty companies where their salesmen say, look, look at all the stuff that's covered. That's the worst one you can buy, because if it's not specifically listed on that list as being covered, it's not covered. You want the exclusionary policy. You want the list. You want the policy that lists and tells you what is not covered by the warranty. So I think it. it would be wise to ditch that. You know, some of the insurance companies like Geico has a great mechanical breakdown coverage. Now, that's not an extended warranty that's going to cover you know, an oil leak or a valve cover gasket leak, for example. But if she had a failure like a fuel pump or a water pump or a, quote, mechanical breakdown, then it would be covered. And those are very are, – my, my recollection is that they're very inexpensive. So if you're not good at saving money or, you're, or, or the budget sometimes is not right, I don't really recommend them. Sometimes I've seen people really make out well with them. The overwhelming majority of the time, you're the loser and they're the winner because that's why they're in business. And I've got a text message question about that, too, so I'll follow that up after the break, Linda. So good luck with that, but tell her, put her money in the bank. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Bumper to Bumper Radio. We'll be right back. What really needs to be fixed? Do you have trust in your repair and maintenance facility to actually recommend only the repairs that your car needs? Hi, this is Lee Weatherby from Accurate Automotive. We pride ourselves and have built our business on our motto of friends serving friends for over 29 years by taking care of our customers like we do our friends and family. You don't always need a repair, but when you do, we advise and prioritize to let you know when you should get your work done. This way, you can plan for it, budget for it, so it doesn't come as surprise. We also tell you when it might be best to make a repair to avoid future more costly repairs to save time and money keeping your vehicle safe and operating at peak performance for quality automotive repair at a price that's fair. Check us out on BumperToBumperRadio.com or any of the review apps. Accurate Automotive, friends serving friends in Maysat, Robeson, and Broadway. Check us out at AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com today. That's AccurateAutomotiveAZ.com Has your vehicle broke down or experienced other issues? 
If you've had repairs under warranty, your vehicle may qualify as a lemon under the Arizona Lemon Law. Hi, this is Henry with Hammer Law, Arizona's lemon law firm. We're here to help. Whether your vehicle has had multiple issues or it's just been in the shop forever, you have rights as a consumer. But these big companies don't care about the law, and they certainly don't care about you. They want you to just go away and deal with it. But the good news is you're not on your own. The law is on your side, and so am I. Arizona law allows you the right to hire an attorney for free and fight back. The law is there to protect you, but it only works if you take advantage of it. Don't get pushed around. Enforce your rights under the Arizona Lemon Law. Call Henry and drop the hammer. Call 480-480-1014 or check us out at hammerlemonlaw.com. That's hammerlemonlaw.com. Welcome back to Bumper to Bumper Radio. I'm your host, Matt Allen, and we've got about 10 minutes to get through some phone calls, get through some text messages, uh, maybe take another call, 602-277-5827. Last question. I believe it was Linda with the BMW calling about her daughter's extended warranty. You really got to be careful with those extended warranties. Um, you know, the, <laughs> just be careful with them. They, 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 um, some are regulated by the insurance industry, and some are not. Those are the worst ones. If they're advertised, and if you're up late at night, got to go go to the restroom or whatever, and you see or hear they're advertising it, that's probably the worst one. If they take payments, $89 a month, those are bad ones. We don't see good things happen. You want, um, you know, like I said, CNA is, is a good warranty company that we've seen. Um, I'm, I'm just drawing a blank on some, some of the other ones. Uh, the one with the umbrella, Travelers Insurance has a great extended warranty program, and some of them do really well. I had a text message question. It's going to relate to a phone call that I'm going to take in a second from follow-up from last week. But the person says, hey, I have a Nissan with a CVT transmission. I've got about a hundred and hundred and I heard that those transmissions only last about a hundred thousand miles. I've got a hundred and twenty-two thousand. I've had it flushed a few times. I don't know if I should quickly purchase an a warranty so that it will be covered because a new one is seven thousand dollars. Help. Well, there's lots of fine print in those in those extended warranty contracts. So, what my response by text message back to that person was. It probably not, because in the fine print, there's going to be a clause in there that says they have a maximum payout. So they might have a maximum payout on a transmission of $2,500. So they're not going to pay for your $7,000 transmission. And the other thing that they're not going to do, they're only required to make you whole. And that means put you back where you were right before it broke. So I'll use a tire for an example. Let's just say you had insurance on a tire and your tire was pretty much worn out and then you went to go have it replaced by insurance they've they don't have to they're not obligated to buy you a brand new tire they just have to get you a tire just like the one that was on there right before it got blown out so same thing with your transmission in this on this question on this text about getting an extended warranty to cover my transmission they are not going to pay for a brand new 7 6 or 5000 dollar transmission what they're going to do is they're going to try and convince me the repair shop Oh, we found one in a junkyard that only has 99000 miles on it we'll send it to you so it's not gonna. It's not gonna work out for for whoever sent that text message. Keep servicing your transmission properly. If you have to service a little bit more than what the owner's manual says, there are reasons to deviate from that owner's manual. And I'm gonna take Ted. And Ted, we're gonna take it real quick. Um, but I want to hear about what happened with your Nissan CVT transmission and if you serviced it last week. Ted, you got an update hey. for us? Yes, I do. Thanks for thanks for bringing me on. Sure. Uh, yeah, I was calling. Uh, I'll give you that update, but I was actually calling about an electrical problem with the car. But the update with the CVT is 
I did go ahead and do a drain and refill. Uh, doing the drain only brought out about two and a half quarts of the seven and a quarter quarts that the transmission holds, and I replaced that. And, and I've driven it probably 100 miles since then, and including two times up a steep incline up to Donner Summit Pass in, in Northern California, mm-hmm. and no more pulsing or surging of the RPMs on any of that. Um, Perfect. Uh, which, yeah, which there was pulsing and surging at all at all speeds. Although coming downhill a couple times, I feel like I saw very few times some very slight pulses, very minor in the RPMs um, on the downhill, and I wonder if maybe there was still a little slippage in the uh, downshifting or something like that. It, it could be. My advice, if you just did a drain and fill and the capacity is seven and you only got two, just do two or three more drain and fills. I'm about to today. I'm, yeah. I'm about, after I got off the phone, I'm about and, to do two and then, more today. And then real quick, what was your question? The electrical question? Oh, the, the, the electrical question was, uh, so also this car for a long time has had some kind of a parasitic draw. Um, the, the battery alternator and starter have all been tested by a couple different spots, and they all say they're in great condition. And with everything off, you can put a, a, a meter on, my, on one of my battery cables, and it shows, like, a significant draw coming through. So I'm trying to figure out how no, do I calls. find out where that – how do I find out where that draw is coming from so I can repair that circuit or that device or whatever? Yeah, that's a tough one. You've got to have some equipment to do that. I mean, the old school day, we used to put a test light between the negative battery terminal and, and post, but you're going to need to have some equipment like a low amp probe or something like that. Put that on the uh, on one of the cables or the supply to the fuse box find out what that amp draw is and then start trying to isolate the circuit by pulling fuses and such. Uh, it's just going to take some time time to get after that. We're going to try and get through some quick calls here real quick. Got some very patient people on hold. Richard's got a Ford truck F-150. Uh, Richard, how can we help you today? Hi. I've uh, got a, a CNG vehicle. Runs on natural gas. Okay. Only. And if I went to get fuel Turned it off, got fuel, and it wouldn't start. Um, several hours later, after I got it towed home, I uh, discovered it's blowing a 20-amp fuse, according to the manual, is the fuel pump. Um, after It's got three tanks on it, all have wires going to them. Uh, doing a process of elimination and leaving the tank underneath the vehicle unhooked from electrical uh, wiring, it now runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, though, that I haven't had a chance to go back and uh, plug that in to see if it immediately blows the fuse. I'm hoping to do that this weekend sometime yet. Uh, been working, but... Uh, my main problem really is the fact that I cannot find a mechanic after calling about 50 that would even look at it. Yeah. Um, you know, there used to be a guy up at Thunderbird and the 101. It was called Tech One Auto. Um, it may have changed names recently on the north side of Thunderbird, just there, um, West side, I think, of the 101. Tech One Auto. It used to be Thunderbird Auto before that. He had moved in there. Uh, Fred, he did a lot of CNG. I would call and check with them and see if, if it's something that's up there, up their alley or in their wheelhouse, so to speak. And, and then maybe you can get a, get a referral from them. If not, I bet you could probably get some state resources potentially and just do some Googling. You're just going to have to find somebody. You're not going to, I don't think it's going to be an easy find. That's, that's for sure. So, um, we don't work on a lot of those. Don't really see a lot of them. So, so good luck. Good luck for sure with that one. So. Gary and Mesa, I don't think I took you yet. Gary and Mesa, 2006 Toyota 4Runner. Gary, what's going on? Yeah, um, I have a 2006 4Runner Limited Edition. There's nothing wrong with my car. It's very reliable. My question, these gas I added is like STP or Lucas or Octane 104. Do they do any good? Yeah. 
some do, some don't. There's no reason to put Octane 104 in there. I don't know what the Lucas product does. I haven't read the label. Um, there's there's a couple products that I do like to use that we used in the shop and that I would recommend. And um, and you get some of them at your local Napa Auto Parts store, whatever. On German cars okay. or any car, I really like Liquamali. Um, that's it's a German brand. Uh, we use it a lot, um, and and they've got different cleaners depending on what you want to do. Um, we use what's it called again? Liqua Molly L U L I Q U I Molly M O L Y Molly. Okay. Yeah, they make oil, they make oils and additives and such, and that's a German company. The best known one of all is Chevron Tecron. That's the original. If you're looking for fuel injector cleaner or carbon cleaner, something to add to the gas tank occasionally, um, Chevron okay. Tecron, and, and I think they sell that as ProGuard, like if you buy it at Costco or something like that. Another they sell that at Napa, do they? Um, they probably do, but you can, I mean, you can buy it at any Chevron gas station for sure. Um, Costco has uh-huh. it. I'm sure Napa has some variation of that. Uh, Seafoam, um, I think somebody else mentioned that earlier. Seam foam seems to be a, a good one, especially if there's moisture or or a thought of moisture in the fuel tank. So most of those would be the good ones. So so probably the Chevron product is the most popular commercial one you're going to find, followed then by yeah. followed by Liquamoly, and then by Winds. Winds you're mostly going to find in a shop. You're not going to find that's only sold professionally. You're not going to find it in the parts stores. So that's what I would do. I would read the instructions. And typically, I think it's, you know, you want to make sure you have a full tank of gas, put it in there, um, and make sure it's the right mixture. Just follow the instructions and maybe do it uh, once or twice for oil change. Or if you're having a problem, maybe double up once and, and see what happens. But I think otherwise you should be just fine with those. So Scott and Scottsdale, Kia Sorento, you're the last one. Hopefully we've got time to get all the way through the question. How can we help you, Scott? Um, yeah, my wife just went to get an oil change. Um, she's got 50,000 miles. And um, after they did the oil change, they suggested she has her brake fluid exchange mm-hmm. and fuel injection flush. Okay. Um, I just never heard of the brake fluid at 50,000 miles needing to be changed. But they said they they stuck something in there, and it says whether it needs to be changed or something like that. But they didn't show me anything. So, you know, I'm just curious. Sure, real quick. Yep, real quick. Did they go to, she go to an oil change drive through Quickie Lube, or did she go to a real repair shop without saying the name? Uh, real repair shop. Real repair shop. If that's a place that you're comfortable with, I think both of those things – you should ask them why those need to be done. The brake fluid does periodically need to be changed. There's a test to do that. It's a valid service. You're not going to break down if you don't do it. As far as the fuel injection service, you need to ask them Ask them to explain to you what the benefits are for doing it and the drawbacks for not doing it. Scott, if you stay in the line, I'll pick up and talk to you after the show. Everybody, thanks for listening. we got to go. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.